cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show 2017. Hello, Brett, too. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Sure, I've missed you, man. I did miss you. You know, I really did. I was like, every Wednesday, I get to see my alter ego. My, Your alter ego. My, 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 my eagle nemesis. Yeah. My eagle nemesis. <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> How my narcissistic little... is that? I even find guys with the same name to hang out with. <laughs> it's just easier to remember that way. And when you're not here, I find guys with the same name for you to hang out with, B3. <laughs> so That's was awesome. it a good one? Did you have a good break? Uh, yeah, it was good. I felt like it could have been longer, but it should have been shorter, and it doesn't feel like it ever happened all okay, at the well, same I, time. I put on too many kgs. Yeah, yeah and, and I did beer. that as well. I mean, it's just beer and, and food. I did that as well. It's like, uh, ugh, like, here we go again. It's, I, I got to a stage where I was brying, barbecuing for those that listen overseas, and uh, like something wasn't right. You know, I said to my mom, like, I had my family around and I'm cooking and something's just not there. I'm not feeling that chias. And then mm. I realized I didn't have a beer in my hand. I'm like, I need a beer. I can't <laughs> bry without a beer, you know? And that's like when you know you're on holiday, when you're actually brying with a beer. Yeah, yeah. A no, beer bry. The, right, the right way to do it. It is the right way to do it. It's the only way to for do sure. it. For sure. What it does, if you get like any clothes for Christmas, you get to get the giving part of it. And Christmas Day, uh, we celebrate Christmas, uh, you get your shirts or whatever and Ultimately, you've put a more weight than you probably yeah. thought you had. So you get to experience the shopping side of it when you go to return that or the next unboxing. Do you day. have that in a double XL? Yeah. Please, could Please? you go up two more belt <laughs> sizes? But yes, it's good to be back. Uh, managed to get to the beach. Was in Cape Town for the first bit and South Coast for the last bit. I know you were in the South Coast. It was very last minute. Okay, because I was in the North so, Coast. It wasn't that far. We could have like hung up. Far, bro. Where, where were you in the, where in the South Coast? Shelly Beach. Okay, that's far. Yeah, that's pretty like far. Oh, hour drive. Okay. But yeah, so working on the tan. Compared to tan, it's pretty good. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm starting to watch it fade already. That's when you know you're back at the office. So the, <laughs> yes. first, the first hate email that you get from an angry client threatening to kill you, and then the tan fading. It's like kind of, it's I think over. those clients haven't come back to work yet. Uh, no, <laughs> I got one already. Yeah. But right. anyway. Oh, it's all love. So all the best to everybody. Happy New yes. Year to all our listeners. Thank ha- you for tuning back in. Well, we've got a, a new year and um, things are going to change. I mean, always good things. Uh, that's the whole idea. And one of the things that has changed is we have a WhatsApp number. Um, it's 079-748-2090. So people can actually WhatsApp us Boom. instead of tweeting or all those things. So like all the people that don't use Twitter – we made um, it even easier to get in yep, touch. We have a we have a WhatsApp number. I hope someone sends us a WhatsApp. So otherwise, we don't have anyone <laughs> sending us WhatsApps. So I feel a bit lowly. Brett, send us a WhatsApp. I'll send us a WhatsApp. So the number is oh seven nine seven four eight two oh nine oh. Tweet it out, Brett. Send it to the world. Right, I'll send it. I don't want to change the app of the week because I like. The app of the week. Awesome. Guys, it gives me something to search for. Rock and roll. So I want to try and keep that this year. And I know we've got some exciting things we do want to do. But the reason I chose this one. So my app of the week this week is an app called Aftercut. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, now, the reason I chose this is it's the holiday time. We've all taken like 1,307 and 707 photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you guys are still using Google Photos and they're going up to the cloud. But what Aftercut does, it's for all those people like me who wish they could use Photoshop, who could make some really cool stuff, yeah. um, but can't use Photoshop, and you do it on your phone. And it lets you, um, it lets you like take the image out, like deep etching. Okay? Yeah. So you could cut the image out and remove the background or place it on another Aftercut. background. Aftercut. The one that I did, and it's so easy to use. It has a built-in tutorial, so it kind of shows you and takes you through it. Yep. But um, we were walking through the shopping center, and Kate and I got given Android caps, okay? okay. Now, although I'm an Apple guy, you know I like my Android toys, mm-hmm. and uh, I own a couple of Android toys. It's a black cap with, like, little green Android logo on yep. the side, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So it was a picture of Kate, like, doing the pose, and uh, I made the whole picture in black and white, but I left the Android in green. Now, I don't oh, know. Cool. If, I, I'm, I know there's probably a plethora of apps that can yeah. do that. But I'm not a designer. Yeah. And it was easy to do with my finger on the screen. That deep etching sounds pretty awesome. It, that was amazing. Anyway, yeah. You actually draw around it, select it, and it cuts it out. And then it gives you another little tool like to take out all the extras that you brought with it. You know, like the little bits and pieces of background that yeah. are still there, the fuzzy gish. Well, it's, it's basically the perfect alibi maker. <laughs> if you ever do anything, you're like, I was at the bar. Check. Yeah, the problem is, is that my, my uh, deep etching skills are still somewhat uh, <laughs> questionable. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that's my app of the week. That's a good one. Um, dude, yes. when McAfee makes a statement like this, I hope you have your sound bites ready, oh, but they God. are calling 2017 the year of ransomware. So that's pretty 
That's true. We've had a couple of clients that have already had Where's that the happen. That's coming. Good. I'm waiting for the. <laughs> Oh, so I'll owe to Doctor's Doom. Where's our sound club? We don't have it. Dum dum dum. So basically, that is quite a scary statement. Sorry, I cut you off. You said you've got clients. I do have clients. I mean, surprisingly, <laughs> all this hard work is paying off. Um, okay, let me rephrase that. You've got clients that have, what have been hit? DDoS or yeah, ransom? Yeah, we, we've had some guys that were two and a half bitcoins of encrypted files uh, sent on a .docm file. And the guys were like, yeah, cool, enable macros. Yeah, cool, do this. I'm like, guys, if you don't know where it's from, you don't know what you it don't is, don't it. don't open it, first yeah. of all. And then if it asks you if you want to enable macros, if you're using Excel or something silly like that, then say no. <laughs> say no. Hopefully you don't get to that point because you've been wise now that we've told you. But yes, I can't find dum-dum-da. Okay, so <laughs> if you can't find dum-dum-dum, my, my big concern though is – you know, I was, I was, I was listening, I've been following this whole Trump, um, Russian yeah. influence the vote, blah, blah, blah. And they categorically have data, but they can't prove it that, that Russia did it. The point is, for the last, I don't know, my life, you know, since the Cold War days and then since I've been around. Ooh, that's a nice one. Yeah. So since I've been around, um, we've been worried about the nuclear attacks and, you know, ballistic missiles. And we got that. Is it stupid... because you've been around? That we've been no, no, no. The Cold okay. War is before me, I think, yes, yeah. I hope. Um, but you got that chop with a really stupid haircut in Korea as well. Who's now, you know, he's going to ramp up now because of Trump and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm saying screw it, man. Worry about online. They, you can do far more destruction with some well-placed code and backdoor and DDoS and that than, sure. than any missile is going to do. Yeah. You know, well, not any missile, but so my question is, Conspiracy theory, zeitgeist, all those wonderful things. Yeah. Does McAfee and Norton, or the, do they create these bloody viruses? And then, well, like the pharmaceutical companies create that's you know, like the, well, that's the common I was cold. Going. I wasn't, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like, why? Why would you make a statement like that, you know, and put your brand behind it and say, well, we're the antivirus guys and we're here to help you and we've got a product that can lock your machines down because this is the year of ransomware. But more importantly, I think it is. It's kind of like the. It's it's almost a threat more than a warning. Yeah, it, it's like that's yeah. it. It's like, boom. The mafia, the antivirus mafia. <laughs> now you've got a nice thing that you want to start looking at. Yeah, tell uh, us. We'll so tell everyone, not just one, me. One thing about being the futurology show is also occasionally looking back at the past and seeing what happened because it's quite. It's always interesting to to maybe propose what might be happening in the future or to look at what's happening today and see how it's going to affect the future. But I want to look back in the past, and there's been some amazing stuff that's happened. So we've got this on this com. If you've ever wondered what happened this day in you know, the 1800s, then Should I put on my radio voice on this com. Yeah. So the interesting one for today is inventor Samuel Morse. You may have heard of Morse because Morse he invented Morse code. Yeah. So today. And we're going to be talking about CES and all the new things for 2017 in this show. But if CES was happening in 1838, they would have been demoing the first public demonstration of the telegraph message. Just stop there. Consumer electronic, electronic show, show in, in 1838. 1838. Yes. In New Jersey, Morristown. We have the big pen. Ooh, we can make click. short little boops or we can make long little dots. But that so, was brilliant. Though. It was. I, I mean, mean, let's that, be honest. We, are, we communicate the way we do. We have WhatsApp today because of Morse code. 100%. So, 1838, first public demonstration of the telegraph message sent using dots and dashes at Speedwell Ironworks, Morristown, New Jersey, by Samuel Morse and Alfred Vail. I feel sorry for Alfred Vail because he's kind of like the Buzz Aldrin of Morse code. Yeah, like he was there <laughs> to receive, but no one remembers. He was, what about the other chop that actually stayed in the, the, the spacecraft? There were three guys that went up on Apollo 11. Yeah, the getaway Buzz, driver. <laughs> yeah, no, but he kind of stayed there with the mothership, which actually was pretty important yes. to get everyone home. But no one knows his name. I don't. Uh, Park. Well, uh, it was Parks uh, or whatever. Uh, no, he died the other day, last year. I don't know. Anyway, that is quite cool. So, carry on. Collins. Collins, that's it. Somebody Collins. Yeah, yeah. That's Michael right. Collins. Michael Collins. Now, I actually want to go there because… Salute to you, Michael Collins. No, 100%. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because you're talking about the old and this is… You know, at this time of the year, it's the TV catch-up. You watch the series… I stumbled upon a little gem on Netflix called Genius. Yeah. Now, I thought straight away that's genius like computers and that. We'll suggest what you it's, want. It's actually American genius. Okay. And it's, it talks, it that's puts like two people up against each other. It put Gates versus Jobs. Okay. That was the first episode, I think. But then it gets so much better. Colt versus Smith and Wesson. Um, oh, wow. Pulitzer versus Hertz. So it's all these people that pioneered their respective industries. 
And the what the one of the episodes that I watched, I haven't watched the whole season, yeah. was the space race between Russia okay. and America. And that's when they were talking about this Michael Collins dude. Um and bottom line is is that and people probably don't know this. Well a lot of people probably don't know this. I didn't know this. When they landed on the moon, if they landed on the moon, mm-hmm. different show, different discussion. Stage if they landed on the moon, yeah, stage eleven, for yeah. Apollo eleven. If they landed on the moon, um they came down in that little capsule. Yes. But Collins actually had to stay in the ship and make sure that he stayed in the lunar orbit so they could get back. Well, wasn't he the relay for communications back to Correct. Houston? Yeah. So you actually got to give the like, big kudos because he could have said, hey, you know what? This, I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> Screw this. I'm yep. gone. And they'd still be on the moon. But anyway, no, but sure. you know, going back in nostalgia, yes. here's the announcement that I, I just don't get. Netflix. Mm. The big announcement from Netflix. No, they haven't been acquired. No, they're not acquiring anything else. Netflix DVD app on your phone. So they always did DVDs. You could rent DVDs from Netflix, but, and they delivered them. But Brian, how do I get it in? <laughs> now they can. Now you can rent a DVD from your phone. That's called VOD. No, okay. It brings a physical rented DVD to your house. So I, I had the same response as you. However, what they've seen in their research, there are still this so is Netflix many people, doing this. Netflix. If you go to Netflix online, that it was, says, and you and you search a movie, for it some says similar to. But it says available on DVD. They've always had their DVD service. Okay. But they've done their research and they've seen that the 55-year-olds upwards yeah. can't do the streaming Silver thing. Silver surface. Yeah, they can't do the streaming thing. They want a DVD. So they've identified a whole market for DVDs. I don't have a How freaking weird. DVD drive I wouldn't anywhere. Know what to do. I, don't, yeah, I don't have a device no, left that has one. Yeah. So anyway, so you know, you talk about nostalgia. Um yeah, retro's back. Talk about retro. Yeah. What else have you found before we get into CES, CES which is okay. which is going to consume the rest of All right, our... so can I actually then do a couple of of little things because before we get into CES, yes. we love VR and we love AR and that came out very strong in CES. So I just thought it was a nice leader into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do a shout out to anybody that is listening at the moment. If you have followed CES at all and you've got something that uh, you thought was amazing, let us know. Send us a WhatsApp. The number again is 079-748-2090. And uh, or just tweet it. Hashtag Futurology. Hashtag good. CES 2017. Great. So there we go. Cool. Um, so I was saying with VR and AR, okay? So yep. I came across a very interesting article because now we're going to the future again because this is the Futurology show. Yeah. It was called The Future of AR and VR. So they asked like a whole bunch of experts, okay, including many of them that like write twice a week for AR sites and, and all these good things. Yeah. I obviously have to read in quotes to, to, to keep it in context, but there's a, a, a lady by the name of Helen Situ, S-I-T-U. She yep. the most exciting news in the space leading into 2017 is the continued investment from global tech and entertainment leaders. So 2016 has been an exciting year of several major high-end virtual uh, reality device launches, mm-hmm. such as Oculus, still to launch as far as I'm concerned. Yep. But the HTC, uh, HTC Vive was definitely the big one. Um, and one of the most exciting platforms expanding this year is Daydream. We called that. I mean, we said that yep. Daydream was going to also put va- uh, VR on the map. Mobile-based VR will continue to drive a significant amount of early consumer interest. Mm, okay. But Murray Walker, he says that the three exciting things Why that he's that waiting name? for… Um, he sounds like the commentator that used to do the F1 racing, but I don't think it's the same no, one. No, I don't think it's, he's from Oricon Group, whatever okay. that is. I don't know if we know him, we've read some of his stuff. Yeah. But he says the untethered high-end headsets from Oculus and HTC is yes. the big one. Now, we've been begging for that for ages as well. However, Sony's already done that. I'm not reading anymore. Um, Sony's for their PlayStation 4. They've made an untethered one. Okay. What a brilliant play. There's a million PS4s in the market. So they can straight away go to a million, um, a million devices straight away. Anyway, but he's saying small so, batteries in the market. Yeah, but he's saying that the untethered, um, the untethered is uh, the way to go. Agree. Okay. The second has to be that the traditional computer makers like Dell and Asus are bringing out cheap headsets that okay. run on normal PCs. I have a problem with that. Yes, you need cheap because of adoption and all those good things. Yeah. But the problem that I have with it is that we've discussed cheap and what cheap does to your eyes and and all that. So yep. that actually could, be, in my opinion could be a hindrance let's see how the year plays out and then lastly he says that the daydream phones again daydream will hit the market we'll also see a big surge in vr use 
Um, now he's talking about the phone. Remember, mm. Daydream was was the the platform, and they brought out their little VR headset that came with a Pixel. Yep. He's actually talking about the chip being embedded into the phone. Okay. Which, which you'll probably have in your list, and I've got is Asus. We'll talk about yes. that. Okay. So that's the future of VR. Okay. And the one thing I did find on AR that I thought was really cool, like. Every time I try hate these guys, mm-hmm. they come back with something that makes me like them again. Who am I going to talk about? You've been on holiday too. There we go. Yeah. You do know me well enough. <laughs> so they filed a patent for an AR tech that keeps track of your movable everyday items. So the patent describes a system that tracks both the user and the item. So your keys, your watch, so all those type of things. Sensor tech. Okay, Correct. Well but the nice thing about it is that your phone's always active. It's seeing yeah. where you're putting stuff. It's recording. And then... When you go, oh, where's my whatever, it knows. That's um, great. I think that's very cool. As I said, it came from Microsoft, uh, but yeah. And then obviously Google at CES, uh, not obviously, sorry, BMW. They're, yes. they're doing their test with BMW on the virtual showroom. Yep. So you'll be able to experience a fully augmented reality showroom. Yep. Through uh, Google's um, so, Daydream and Tango app. I don't know if you were targeted on Facebook perhaps, but Kia South Africa were doing that virtual showroom. Where you've got the sort of 360 VR approach. I know it's not AR, but it's, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd go, you'd click on the the car, say the new Sportage, and it would open it up in a virtual room, and you'd have to turn your phone sideways, and you can actually look around. Oh, that's quite trigger cool. Trigger points, you can see the price. Was that local? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. It was David, all, all if, based. It was David, very good. if you're listening, I'm gonna kick your ass because I pitched something like that to you two years ago. But, but well done uh, for at least executing. Well done because it's really cool. It. But uh, anyway, so yeah, there's a little name and shame. <laughs> um, that was the marketing manager of Kia. Anyway. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Guess who's not sponsoring our show? Um, well, you're doing cool tech. I like the, I like the look of the Sportage. So 50% of us is weird, and the rest of it's going to remain <laughs> impartial to care. So I want to lead into, um, uh, what do you call it? CES. Yes, we have Some of the to. predictions. So CES, Consum- Consumer Electronic Show 2017. Happens every year, January. And we still haven't been, Brett. Oh, it's, yeah. Maybe we must ask our bosses here to give us some money and send us <laughs> to CES next year. If you're listening, Rena, Gareth, yeah. please send us to well, CES. CES in January. We'd like to go to NAB in, in April. We'd like to go to NWC in uh, February. <laughs> exactly. Just Keep start us sending us places. Um, okay. The, for me, the pre-launch into CES is what people are hoping to see. Okay? Yeah. So the smartphones, wearable tech, uh, TV, home and cine- cinema, VR, the new laptops, cameras, automotive, smart home. Okay. Yeah. This was this was kind of the call in in last quarter of last year. Driverless cars, AI. driverless cars, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm very happy to say we got it all. Yeah. I mean it it was there. So you start. Well, Kick off the one thing the, we didn't say see in your list was the three screen razor. Wow. Is that where you're going straight there? I just okay. want to go straight there because it's an go interesting it. story. A, it's a piece of amazing tech that's a prototype. Yeah. So Razer uh, came up with a, I think it's a 17 inch laptop. I've got to be mistaken. I but think it's, it's a, 17 because they, they've picked it for gaming, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So it's a, it's a 17 inch laptop with three 4K displays on a laptop. So laptop opens like normal and then two, two other 4K screens just slide out left and right. It's ridiculous. You actually have to see it to, to like understand oh, it. Oh man, it's, it's monumental. The thing that, uh, so everybody was impressed by that. While it was on the stand, uh, but then it was stolen <laughs> from the stand. So it doesn't just happen in, in South Africa or Africa. In the middle of CES, uh, Razer actually announced on a press conference that there's a $25,000 reward being offered for any information <laughs> to find the person that stole the prototype of Razer. Now, the only thing that I can think of would be that somebody is like that idea and, uh, they're going to copy it. They're going to copy but it. The so, Chinese are there with their, their cameras <laughs> anyway. They take pictures well, all day long. Why take a photo and you can get the whole thing? So, because no one's going to take it for a review. You're not going to take, I mean, you're going to be but the chop that seals the prototype. It. No, because once you connect it, it'll know. And you'll do a review and be like, oh, I've got the new razor. No, you don't, you muppet. You've got the prototype. <laughs> so, Look, yeah. it, might have, it might have been someone that actually is going to be stupid enough to do that. But, well, get $25,000, spend six months in the slammer. <laughs> Yes. Never, never get a job in IT ever again. That's, that is incredible that they actually were able to steal it. And why I say that. It was under a glass. Ma- I was going to say, but can thing. you imagine the people around that device? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you carry on. Sorry, yeah, that was I've just got an interjection. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. 
I've got a list here of things that you can actually buy this year. Because yeah. that's my bugbear with um, CS and all these shows. Yeah. Like the Razor is not available this year. It's not slated for a 2017 release yeah. yet unless the guys in China who stole it. I mean, sorry, um, <laughs> may have stolen it um, or taken photos of it or actually produced one. Right. So you carry on with the cool stuff that you found. So, Or that not you found, but that was that was available. Show. So again, there's so much that happens at CES. We, we're bound to miss something that maybe anybody listening has, has seen as well. So if you do have something, let us know. One of the cool things from just a consumer point of view is the Family Hub by Samsung. So they've got a a new fridge. Surprise, surprise. Um, but this fridge has a really large touchscreen on it, and I'm sorry, I don't have the spec in front of me right at the second. Uh, but it's, yeah, 21 and, 21 and a half inch screen, I think on the front, that's touchscreen powered by Android, uh, allows you to, uh, go in and check on recipes on, online. But not only can you find the recipes, it'll, the fridge will actually read you back the recipe. So you're in your kitchen, it'll tell you, go get this. You have that, it's there in the top shelf. Go get your stuff. And you can set calendars, you can do your menus, you can do all this stuff and make sure that your fridge actually starts to manage a lot of your life, but that's we've seen that kind of before. These yeah. smart fridges, these guys have gone and put in ninja cameras, ninja ninja wah, wah. cameras, cha, cha. so you can see the inside of your fridge. Not only are you now not having to open your fridge door all the time, therefore using more energy to no, that's, that's keep just it lazy. I'm sorry. Well, there's a fine line between efficient and lazy. No, no, that's just lazy. I'm but sorry. what this helps with now is that if you are in the shopping center and uh, the shops and you were like, shit, do we have eggs? And now okay. you can go and remotely log in and check the view. Your ninja yeah. camera shows you what you got in your fridge. Okay, I retract. Well done. So it's it's really, really cool. And that's, if you know you're going to eat cool. that last pudding, you can actually say, well, I'm going to eat that last pudding. And you can say, that pudding, I identified that product, put it on the shopping list because it's going to be gone after today. So is it Alexa powered then as well? Because let's be honest, sorry to cut you off, but Alexa stole the show. Everything and everyone was talking about Alexa. You talk about the Google Home device. Yeah. There's just everything's about Alexa. It's like become an OS. Yeah. No, it's, I mean. It, Did it, they say what it was or was it just Android? It's part of, the, that part of the family hub Android. suite. I'm not sure how it plays with Google, uh, but yeah, it's definitely using Android. Um, very wow. cool. And a lot, of, a lot of their stuff was not just on smartness, but also on just energy and efficiency, which was, uh, this is really cool. And I think one of the things I've been talking about 2017 starting the, the age of experience and um, it's it's this idea of it being seamlessly connected. So we've assimilated this technology into our day-to-day living. Now it's got to be almost seamless. We shouldn't actually feel that there is new tech helping yeah. us do stuff. And this is a way of them trying to show how that works, which is quite cool. Well, I'm going to pick up, I'm going to jump in there. So maybe we can springboard. You've yeah. given us one that's not coming out this year either. I don't think because I didn't see it on uh, my probably list. Probably later this year. But I've got, I've got one that is coming out that stays in the same type of, of vein. Yeah. It's called Kuri, K-U-R-R. And it's a little nanny robot. Very cute looking little thing. Um, and it just roams around your house, acting as a little security device, allowing you to keep an eye on your kids or pets remotely. And, uh, it's going to go and sell this year for about $700. Cool. It's like one of those little toys that us as little technophiles, geekheads, just we need. Don't we? We we just have to have it. It's yeah. like you want to wake up in the morning. I'm sure it's going to talk to you. I'm sure it's going to engage and you know tell you how much it loves you. And with the name Curry, it's probably got a little cute Japanese accent. You know, hello, bro. How are you? Hello. <laughs> have you seen there was a? I've forgotten the the word the, the name of the 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 bot that they had on the Engadget uh, based off CES twenty seventeen. They had a little bot that couldn't talk, but it could emote. So its face would actually change to the emoticon. I emoticons. did see that. I did. See I was that. like, wow, that's eerie, actually. Yeah. And it, it would actually respond to what was happening around it, and it would actually show you whether it was angry or sad or just. I mean, I've seen what happened when they stole the razor. Like, you know, that would be cool. Actually, I'm gonna go watch the. You can watch the Engadget best of and uh, check that little guy out. Right, so yes. give us one of the other cool things that we that was seen rather and probably not coming out yet. I think the thing that I was most interested with was NVIDIA uh, teaming up with Audi to go with driverless cars. Now, NVIDIA, the if you're a gamer out there, they're renowned for their graphics cards and their graphic processing units that uh, you'll get in all your high-tech uh, gaming computers. But they've partnered with Audi to get into the AI driverless vehicles. And um, I'm not sure who it is at this point, but there is a car manufacturer wanting to create relationships with your car. They want people to stop looking at their cars as a thing and actually start having like this almost personal relationship with the AI in your car. 
So you, it starts to sort of judge your personality, your behavior, your, your mood at that time and say, well, let's, let's give you music that will cheer you up. Let's not drive at breakneck speeds if you are angry and see how that goes. But it was just an interesting thing that AI has gone beyond like recommendations, but actually gone into your relational and more your invested relations with things. That is quite cool, Freaking but I mean, a little bit. the cars I think are going to start dominating the market again, given that they're moving smart. You yeah. know? Our homes have apparently been smart for ages, but it actually hasn't been. You know, we've got to still buy things and connect in that. You buy your car, it just comes and it works. Yeah. Um, again, it, these are concepts though. I mean, yeah. we're not going to see this for another two, three years, I, I would imagine. Yeah. But the fact that they're talking about, in fact, talking about two, three years, was your helicopter one-man show drone <laughs> the still E-hang. hanging there? Was it still hanging I, I don't think it was there. But I saw another cool drone concept for oh, yeah. emergency fires and that. Okay. Oh, yes, I just the paramedic can yeah. get in. Yeah, it can fly so anywhere. it will fly you and, and a paramedic somewhere. Very now, cool. Also that, automated. That makes sense, though. Yes. Because to get down into a crash scene or to get through traffic. So back to another real thing that's happening or okay, oh. i just want to say on the cars because we've all we've all heard of driverless cars we've been talking about it for the whole of last year pretty much um honda have released a well it's not a driverless bike but it's a self-balancing oh, the self-balancing bike. one yeah i've seen that it's been going around facebook yes so self-balancing bike but not just that it because it can self-balance obviously it can it can, always, follow it you. can drive yeah, itself so I saw that. it won't fall over while you're on it it doesn't rely on your thing so i hope this doesn't promote drunken biking but <laughs> Um, it does. Hey, hey hi-ho, silver away, and the bike comes and fetches you. And the interesting thing is, you'd you'd think, okay, cool, two wheels. It's obviously using some sort of gyro technology, but it's not. It's using the self-balancing um, technology that they developed for Asimo. I don't know if you remember the Honda Asimo robot and the the Unicub. If you've seen the OK Go yeah, yeah. music videos, they ride on yeah, those yeah. Little, little things. Um, so they use their own technology to get it going. But the great thing now about the the two wheel version of self-balancing self-driving bikes is it'll follow you to to park so you get off the bike at an appropriate place and you don't need to push your bike anywhere it you just walk just, up you walk to where you want it to be and you stop and it'll follow you and then you turn the bike off and thanks for coming dude we're talking about westworld the tv show you know like with animatronics yes. and all that this is it like this is the modern day horse you know exactly. you get to a saloon in the old days you get off your horse and you walk in the you don't have to find a parking you leave your horse outside and you walk in the saloon well now you just get off your bike don't worry about valet but my bike will take care of itself and off it goes i was thinking like a combination of uber eats and debonair's pizza and a bike that just rocks up with an invisible <laughs> ghost rider on the f- or no in ghost this rider country will get hijacked huh? <laughs> will still steal well funny enough our debonair's guy was actually held up by the cops the other day for what? Two, pizza. pizza. Two pizzas were taken. I was like, that's ridiculous. Oh, so I report to Demon. Sorry that that's happening, but just cops, get, get your act together, guys. Well, so, here's a real product yeah. that yes. I think is absolutely senseless. And if you buy one, you're a chop. <laughs> um, first of all, what is your view on curved screen TVs? Is it a novelty? Is it worth the money? What's your view? I don't think it's worth the money. Okay. I don't think it's yeah. worth the money either. I've seen them. They're nice. So Asus, uh, sorry, oh, I nearly buried the wrong brand. Acer, okay, yeah. launched a 21-inch curved screen Predator, which is their gaming laptop. Yeah. Okay. It's the new Predator. It's $9,000. Now. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, on what stupid full planet do you go on to buy? First of all, if it's curved, that means that carrying it is a problem because – it's got to have a camber to it. So it's taking yep. up more width or more depth. Secondly, it's going to get broken. 21 inch <laughs> laptop. That's not portable. You can carry an iMac around for 21 inches, you know, and $9,000. Yeah. And the main thing is, I mean, they don't talk about their processors and that because there's other gaming machines that have that. Uh, it has a curved screen. So thank you, but I'm but not no. getting in the queue for launch day. No. Right, back to the cool stuff. I do like the Predators, though. So That's take, what I'm saying. Take, the, the, give no. us that same spec without the curved screen. Yeah, I think but I mean, really. Anyway. Um, Dell coming up with an 8K monitor. Now, Eight. 8K. Can we see it? Well, they're they're not gonna, it's, it's not going to be – you can see it when you zoom in. So you would be able to get a lot more sort of – yeah, pixel power is not really that useful for consumer, general day-to-day consumers. You need to be in some sort of retouching or – I'm not sure where you would use it, but they've released it. They've released a Dell 8K. <laughs> but you're proving my point. Yeah, it's 8K. It's 60 8K. hertz. It needs two signal cables in order to provide that that 8K resolution. Um, for those of you listening, you've heard of HD. You've heard of 
4K and you've heard of 8K. 8K is not equivalent to two 4Ks. It's equivalent to four 4Ks. So it's four times the resolution of a 4K. Uh, okay. I didn't know that. 8K is if you've got a standard uh, HD screen at home is giving you 1080p. This is giving you 16 times the resolution on an 8K screen. Sure. So it's a 32-inch screen. But again, it's the price point is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be something like 5,000 US dollars or something. Do you know where I do see the value in that? I'm just thinking about it because I actually didn't come across that. I do see the value when, when we go into when we go into things like telemedicine yeah. or remote medicine, and the guys are performing surgery. I mean, we're going you have a tumor in your lung. Oh wait, no, that was just a bad yeah. fracture. No, but when they need to be able to see the kind of detail, they're yeah. doing remote surgery. Yeah. Then you want that kind of depth. But yeah. then again, the internet speeds to transfer that information back have to be incredible. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I suppose I have to keep doing something. Otherwise, you know, I know the LG Samsung debate came up at CS as well. Like, yeah. who's the better player? Um, well, there was a lot of that. Yeah, the screens. There was a battle of the screens, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, well, there's a whole area dedicated to it. Yeah. And it, look, it seems to be 4K and quad OLED. And, you know, they've got all their wonderful buzzwords for it. Yeah. Sony, Samsung, um, they were all playing in that. As they, as I, think they, the as LG and, I think LG and Samsung took the cake, though. Yeah. I think so LG were, are doing their... Uh, this screen that basically just fits on a wall. It's it's it like, saw that. it's, it's, like paper. it's flush with the wall. Yeah. But it's like but it's like literally it's paper two, thin. Two, it's two and a half mils. So the the, there we are. the screen is two and a half mils deep. Yeah. Um and it's so thick. And that's if you hold your finger up, it's thinner than your finger. I know, that that's like mad. So is that slated for launch this year still? I'm not sure. Uh, LG always show off these things. Remember yeah. last year they showed us yeah, the, the, the roll up thing and yeah, the guy with the white gloves was showing us. So I think this was sort of an advancement from that technology. Um, then moving on, LG have also done a uh, translucent or a transparent screen. So talk about augmented reality. There are enough screens that are actually doing this kind of stuff. So we've played with transparent screens and sort of uh, gimmick uh, campaign stuff over the years. But they're actually releasing a 70-inch or a 55-inch, sorry, 55-inch transparent OLED screen. I'm not entirely sure where that's going to go or how are you going to make effective use of it why well, i would like to see through my screen just yet yeah i'm not quite sure of that but again you know this is also the brand showing off what the innovation yeah. and how they're thinking and that's not exactly something's going to come that's why i actually wanted to state like what i'm looking at here from things that we are going to get yes because there's also nothing worse especially for a technophile to go yeah. to a show like that drool yeah and then say Oh, no, no, this is just a concept. Yeah. You know, we'll never make it. You so know, like, the, you see a lot of titles, project this, project that, and they're showing off what they can do. Um, we mentioned Razer, the three 4K displays on a laptop. Razer also came and built uh, Project Ariana, which is the yep. depth sensing cameras and the project and projection maps that. of we a room. We chatted about that. Somewhere it was, it was a, while, a while ago yeah. uh, they had that up, but now Razer's actually come and they've shown it off at CES, and it's the idea of taking a, creating an immersive experience with your gaming so it'll take a shot it'll project from behind you it'll get a map of your where your screen and everything is and you'll have your screen showing you the actual gameplay but it'll expand that entire gameplay environment as a projection on the entire room oh that is cool which is that's quite cool so you're actually getting like so if you can't decide whether to have a vr headset or you don't like the feeling the of it on your face just yeah, turn yeah. the entire room into an immersive environment I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one as a as a one to watch. Yeah. Because a lot of people I would, don't I would probably, headsets. I would probably do that. Yeah. Uh, and you actually immerse yourself. You put your if you get your lighting right in yeah. your room, and you have the right textures in your room, and you and it's powerful enough. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take that one as one to watch but as a tech to watch. That's something that we always ask. Like, where's the space for cinema or theater in in the future? And that's something that starts to make it more immersive as well. Like we were always saying, well, how are you, are you possibly going to have a VR theater? Maybe now we're just going to have a more, even more immersive than IMAX or your standard cinemas display where you actually have left and right projection as well, where the immersive in- engagement is there as well. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, it is a thought. Change the lighting to match the mood. I know that they, if it, when I watch Frozen, the air conditioning seemed to match the movie quite often. So. I think they actually do that. That's the 4D experience. <laughs> so this one is is simple. Yes. Okay. But I think in the world that we currently live in, vital. Okay. Um, it's Kingston, the the data guys, yep. the, the the memory RAM. the memory guys. Yep. They are releasing a one and a two terabyte flash drive. Not a not a 
2.5 millimeter external drive, flash drive, USB 3. A 1 and a 2 terabyte. or 2. It will go up to 2. So you can buy a 1 or 2 terabyte flash drive. It goes on sale later this month. Size of a USB stick. Yeah. Now, that is cool. Because although although your external 2.5 millimeter enclosure... Blah blah blah. It's it's nice. It's still quite big. You can't put in your pocket. So now you can uh, accidentally laundry a shitload oh, shit, more I didn't data. Think of that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't think of that. Not so cool, guys. Well, you can use the Microsoft uh, device tracker then on your Kingston memory. Okay. And your Samsung smartwatch. Now you just put me off it because I've actually done that before. I've stuck a I've stuck a memory through. I'm going to do one more before you get back. Yeah. Because this I want Lego Boost. So you know Lego, like Lego blocks for kids. Yep. So you turn your regular Lego blocks into a variety of programmable little robots using little sensors and so like IoT meets Lego. Yeah. Um, it's I think that it was well, is coming out this year. They said that it's one hundred sixty dollars initially, and then they will teach you how to make like a walking cat, a guitar, and a car, and then you can add on from that. But you you need to get the sensors first. Okay. But one hundred sixty dollars is really not a lot of money. I mean, what's that? Two grand. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's Lego. I mean, enough yeah. said. But Which now you can actually sit there and start. You know, like what they did with Playground um, on iOS, where you, you learn to code by yes. having fun. Now it's tactile. You're physically watching IoT build. I think wow. that is brilliant. Okay. I just think, well freaking done, Lego. Yeah. Because they also weren't relevant anymore. You know, they were doing themes. You could get Minecraft Lego. You can get Star Wars Lego. But they weren't. You know, they did that whole infinity thing where you can mm. put the pieces now and play on the game like Skylanders yes. did. But it was like, eh. And now they're, they're actually making little robots with IoT. Yeah. And That's they've got the ones with the the power connective blocks. So yes. you can actually route power using the That's blocks. That's right. And it goes through. Which is quite clever. Hit us with something else that's coming in our future. Uh, well, on the Lego thing, just something interesting. I'm not even sure if they showed this off at CES. But giant Lego blocks for your home. Oh, yes, they did. I think I, I shared that. it on Facebook a while I, ago. I saw and everybody that. liked and shared it. And, uh, that was oh, fantastic. It it's called Giant Blocks for yeah. Your Home. <laughs> go actually, and, they go, actually go talk figure. about Lego. They say like built on the Lego platform. But now think about all these sort of collaborative spaces that we have and all these open – everybody's going open plan. Everybody's going sort of shared resources. Um, this is essentially a really giant version of, of Lego that allows you to essentially separate rooms – or open plan spaces using giant Lego blocks. And it goes to the extent where you can even put sliding doors in there. You can put windows in there. Hell, I suppose you could probably even create an entire house with it. And it's called the Everblock system. So check out everblocksystems.com. Cool. And yeah, that's, it makes a lot of sense. When you think about, people that can't make up their minds and they want to do home alterations. Just build it first and you yeah. don't like it, break it down. But you also think about, we've, we've got, everybody's going green, trying to be more efficient and eco-friendly. And we've got so much plastic, Pollution in the world. Uh, now you can create these giant ever blocks and build houses out of recycled, and not even bad houses, just you know, or even offices. But it makes a hell of a lot of sense to try and use these kinds of things, and uh, it's it's that type of thinking that I think will start to shape the way. Yeah, it's also modular. It probably will, it will help with also with regards to temporary structures. You need to put up a temporary shelter. Or someone's yeah. coming, and you, you know, you need to create a room in your lounge to give privacy. I, I like that. I saw that. I, you did share on Facebook as yeah. well. I, I did enjoy reading that. So here's one. I'm just like WTF. Okay. This is a real product. It's coming out. So Kerastase, Kerastase, the hair product. They make shampoos and crap. Yeah. Um, they have a the world's first smart hairbrush. And it will advise you on the correct hair care while you brush. So <laughs> I can just see this. Um, now, people that don't know, my wife has re and you know, you've made yeah. She has really long hair. Okay. Yeah. So I can just see you in the morning standing there brushing and the next minute, I don't know if the brush talks to you or if your phone talks to you, but like your hair is a bit dry. Try yeah. a new Kerastase, da, 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 da. Are you brushing down and not up? You silly girl. I mean, like yeah, we, we when we get to a world hair. where our, our br- <laughs> hair brushes have to now tell us what we need, yeah. look in the mirror, hair greasy, use a shampoo. You know, And this is where I, like, I really do feel that there's a fine line <laughs> between, between efficiency and laziness. But they go, finally, technology is being put to real use. Do me a favor. St- solve world problems. Not like how I brush my hair. Well, anyway, I, 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 so, I don't know. Yeah. I did the, uh, <laughs> I did the Sierra update on my, on my MacBook. Yes. And it came with Siri. I've got Siri enabled at the moment. And I asked Siri if it would do my work for me. And it didn't. So I turned it off. <laughs> and it's just kind uh, of like, if AI is not going to get to a point where it learns to the, like, 
what you need. Like I don't see the practical uses right now more of a convenience thing than an actual effectual piece. Like the bots are great, but they still need to be programmed. You still need to put the the, the various different stories or or context lines behind them to to make them work effectively. We'll catch up with uh, with Bomber on uh, on his uh, on, neural on net. The, yeah. <laughs> See how that's going, but until that's actually a, a thing, then we'll see how it goes. We had I had a discussion with with my graphic designer today, and we were talking about AI and how AI might just kill itself if it starts running and saying the energy and processing power required for me to actually operate is too much. I'm being efficient. It's not it's not it's not efficient enough. Therefore, just do it yourself. You lazy. <laughs> Could you imagine bastard. that? And that's that's a reality, and it could happen. Otherwise, it'll be like. The amount of human capital wasted trying to get AI to work effectively the first time around yeah, just leave it. renders it useless. <laughs> Therefore, it'll the first sort of self-aware AI might actually turn on itself. And mm-hmm. as 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 Dean was saying today, it'll be the the most anticlimactic uh, apocalyptic <laughs> movie ever. It's like <laughs> ping syntech. You just see the C colon slash. <laughs> it's like we have self-aware. The singularity has happened, and we shut it down. <laughs> No, it shut itself down. It shut itself down. <laughs> so we spoke about retro earlier. Yes, and yeah, one of the cool things was retro making a comeback. Um, Polaroid is a the camera. Actually, no, they're not. They the do insta- headsets. The they do camera. all kinds of. Yeah. Polaroids got screens. They well, they had everything. to diversify when everybody went digital with yeah. their cameras. So retro making a comeback. Right. Uh, no camera. Inkless printing. They had an English printing little adapter that you I could get, and you could print thing. out your three by four yeah, yeah. Uh, English paper prints. They have now created a camera called the Polaroid Pop, and it's not an attachment. It's not anything. It's its own standalone camera, but it can still take a USB port into uh, into it from your device, so you can still print. But it's a camera that has uh, it's a prototype still. It will eventually have a three point five inch touchscreen on the back. Uh, it will also shoot full HD video. So you've got your instant Polaroid. If you want to capture that moment, rock and roll, uh, take the take the instant Polaroid right there and then, and you've got your share. I'm finding I, I think something like that could be quite useful because I've got a lot of memories. I'm gonna call it fail. I've got a lot of memories archived in digital repositories. So on your one terabyte Kingston drive. I'm gonna to prove to you why it's gonna fail. I'm gonna take your It'll be average a fad. day. It's retro. It's come back. When you leave the home. All you think about is your phone, right? Yeah. And then you're in your car and you go, ah, shit, wallet, or whatever. Now you're asking us to remember another gadget. It's well, like We've got a generation of people coming up that may have never had to print or develop a photo, ever. Ever. It's also true. So unless there's a way, like, we've had people come in and be like, some kids be like, wow, so many photos. I've never seen so many photos on a wall and in my I life. I got the answer for that. So a product that you can get this year, yeah. uh, goes on sale in June, is called the Mango Slab Mnemonic Printer. I'm okay. going to try that one again. Mango Slab Mnemonic Printer. Yeah. It's a little printer thing yep. that allows you to print out black and white messages or photos onto stickies. So you take your phone and you okay. take your photo the way you normally take your photo, like how, the generation you're talking about. If you talk about a photograph, they only know a digital photograph. Even if they've yeah. moved into SLR, it's digital. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now you've got this picture and you put this little, it's quite a cute looking little printer. Yeah. And it just prints out a sticky for you. And that's something you can go and stick on someone's computer. Now that, yes, it's a fad. Is it novel? 100%. Yeah. But I can see more value in that because in the office environment, you'll put it there. Um, the sales guy goes out, he takes a picture of someone's car. Like, let's say, for example, your business. You're always yeah. putting cool installations in the places. You do like a beer pump or whatever. Yeah. So now you go down to the, 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 the bar where you do yes. it. You take a cool picture of you guys having a beer. And then you like just print down sticky and stick it on your notice board. And like, this is what we did. It, it's fun. It's conversational. And uh, $120 is not a big investment. It's I fun. suppose. So that. The the dev world's full of the scrum process where there's a lot of stickies being used where you're Correct. actually putting your sort of backlog onto, onto stickies. Yeah, yeah. And what a terrible thing if for some reason the handwriting was not legible. So I can see something as an e-ink type application well, being you, Whatever you do, there. you can print, you can write on the screen, whatever you want to do and then print it out and stick it on. So you're all working off your devices. Now you just print them out of the mango slab mnemonic printer. I think thing. one thing I have noticed is that sometimes no matter how ridiculous the thing might have 
appear to you listening or to us talking about it, there's there's someone who looks at it be like that answers the biggest need we've had for the last two decades. And because of that one thing, it actually spurs on more innovation. And I think that's the critical thing. So rather than looking at a lot of these things and be like, oh, that's crap. That's like, I don't know how that's going to survive. You know, they'll sell. The idea the, of it, it's a the fade. idea of it starts something else. Yeah, yeah I agree. I have to just, I have to just interrupt for a second. Yep. I don't know if it was a different one. Okay. Cause I'm looking at the list now of stuff that we're getting. Yeah. LG 3.85 mil thick. So, I mean, I'm not going to call you a liar for 2.5 mil. This is 3.85 mil. Yeah. Will go on sale in March. Cool. $10,000. Yeah, rock and roll, bro. But for a 3.85 mil thick OLED TV. So we just need to convince like 100,000 people to about, go buy it and we can get it cheaper. Yeah, but it doesn't talk about the size, like as in inches, you know. The But I'm going to assume it's going to be upwards of a 32. I'm yeah. not going to waste time otherwise. $10,000 is a heavy price tag. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. After 100,000 units are sold. Uh, it goes down to a thousand dollars, you know, and then yeah. the big boys will, will stay in that kind of money. But there we go, huh? Hey? March. So the TV is finally getting uh, a much needed Overall. innovation because the last innovation we had, besides two, four, eight, ten thousand million K, yeah. was curved. And we chat about that. It's not anything special. No. Anyway. Sorry, I'm busy no, no, pulling up my next e-ink Pull up the wonder. next one. So, Sony uh, have come up with uh, an e-ink smartwatch. I just need to pick up one of these articles that we've looked at. And we were, talking about, we were talking about wearables and yeah, like yeah. Where, whether or not that was going to be a thing. And Sony have come out with a e-ink watch where the whole thing is paper thin. It uses e-ink. It can tell you the time. You can also change the color and the look and the design of your watch. So it doesn't, it's not cumbersome. And yeah, using the e-ink technology, keep it paper thin, change it to your, to your will and go from there. It doesn't necessarily have to tell the time either. It can do a whole bunch of stuff. So think about the applications there. Probably, I hope it would be a lot cheaper being e-ink means the batteries would be a lot, would last a lot longer. So let me play devil's advocate there. Cool. When Pebble came out, yeah. I went and bought a Pebble because it was iOS compatible. Yeah. Okay. We had other little type of devices, but they were only Android. I took it back two days later because it just didn't do enough that warranted having a device on my, a smart device on my wrist. I'm going back many years. I'm talking about Pebble one. Yeah. And then they innovated and blah, blah, blah. We know Greg, our, our, our T guru here. Yep. He loves his Pebble. Okay. Pebble's just been acquired for pittance by Fitbit. Okay, and I've actually they've just bought another company now as well recently. I saw another uh, smartwatch player. Yeah. The problem that I have with what Sony's doing is Sony's already played in the smartwatch space. Mm-hmm. They've done three versions. I've owned all three of their smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Nice devices, built well, functional. Same problem as my my Apple Watch. One day battery life. Okay. E ink ticks that box. Yeah. Solves the problem. But it doesn't do enough. The problem is that this is the consumer's mm. electronic show. Consumers want more and more battery and more more. They're going yeah. backwards as far well, as I'm concerned. Well, it's still a prototype. So it's still one of those showing off what's potentially possible. Yeah, I just – I, I think they could have spent time solving other problems. So you know? imagine it's not a watch. So imagine you have your watch and you have this e-ink wrist strap that tells you take your medicine now. Or, hey, you've got to go see your job. So it's more of a… Like just more of a reminder well, patient, device? patient care type idea. We, you go into a hospital and you have to wear those patient care things. Um, and you have to rely on your patient care wristband matching up to your bed log on, in the hospital. Maybe this is a way of just making sure that whatever the, the wrist is doing, they can check from there. So time, time delay uh, turns red when the closer you get to something happening. It's, there, there, are, there are functions. So if you again, if you guys are out there and we've got some amazing innovators and genius inventors – Tell us some of the ideas you've got for how these types of technology can start to be used in the real world. And, yeah, that would be interesting. I'd yeah. love to hear more from just the general guys. We, we, we interview a lot of amazing people on the show that are actively doing something. Um, not making hairbrushes. We're not, we're no, not I don't want, speaking well, to you. Well, if it's amazing, <laughs> we might consider it. But it's if it be comes truly with amazing. a really hot girl that you can brush your hair, then maybe. But I, no. like the, I, like, I would like the idea of possibly something crazy where you've actually like – Make it more efficient to brush your hair and blow dry your hair at the same time. So you're hearing this maybe first, 
plug a hairdryer and a brush all at the same time. So while you brush your hair, you're actually hair drying and it's all at the same time. I've got a problem. I've got a solution for that. Men and women would maybe shave your hair off. Men and women would maybe leave the house at the same time. But I've already invented that. It's called the towel. All you do is you shave your head bald. And when you get out the shower, you take the towel. Yes. Listen, I'm going to patent that word. Hey, yeah. towel. And you rub it on your head really fast. Not only does it style the hair that's not there, it dries your head. There we go. You need it in a You have a son. I have a daughter with <laughs> blonde hair down to her bum. <laughs> hey, some woman can rock. Look at Shanae Connor. She rocks uh, that bald look. Um, but. Yeah, look, dude. We're getting to the end of our I know, first it's, hour it's of the like, year. I've missed, I've missed our show. And yeah. like it's already run away from us. We haven't even covered. I think we might need to do a bit of a, an extended revisit of CS at the beginning of next we week's will, show. But there's one thing I have to say. Yeah. The Spartan Smart Underwear. Okay. Men concerned about losing sperm cut due to smartphone radiation. Yeah. Finally have a solution. The Spartan Underwear designed to protect against just that challenge. The product was promoted CS in all shapes and sizes. So basically, it's got fibers in it that have uh, anti-radiation shapes properties. And sizes. I want to know. So yeah. sizes, I can I can go with. Well, so I think I think they're shapes. talking about the shapes, like as in boxes or left um, or right, tighty whities or whatever they call them. But I'm like. You know, last year, what wasn't there this year, or I haven't seen on any of the platforms, is sex. Well, last year was just sex. It was virtual reality. Sex. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see many sex toys or anything well, like that. You've got your that spot, your spot and smart jocks, and there's a there's a smart breast pump now, as well, which has come out. Which maybe we can just leave as a. As a as a footnote for next week, we'll get into into the rest of the smart stuff that CES happened. I think it's definitely. Are your boobies smart? Do you know when to pump? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, let's let's investigate that later. Cool. Look, yeah, I think definitely next week we'll do a. These ones really missed it, and yep. we had to chat about them. Yeah. Um, the 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 one thing we kind of mentioned now, which I I think just to finish off on, mm. is that drone. Like we were talking about the e-hang. Yeah. That drone, that uh, that paramedic drone. So just for the listeners, because we we kind of chatted and then left it. Yeah. It looks like a quad quadcopter style design, yeah. but it has a full bed inside it, yeah. and it and the necessary equipment that you would need, like the back of an ambulance. Yeah. And it can carry one um, paramedic as well, so it can carry two human weights. All the Gazmos gadget, and the idea is that it can be deployed automatically based on response, and um, go into the scene because that's the problem. You can't get fire engines and ambulances when there's a scene. There's a scene. Excellent. I'd love to see. Now, that, you know, I mean, the e hang was quite cool and exciting, but to me, that's where the focus the should be. And stuff. we hope, like an, an Elon Musk or whatever, will, will pick Start that up. That. Well, so I, mean, I, I got my first finger of the year. <laughs> um, we got the wrap up sign there. Anyone that's ever been in radio knows what we're talking about. But it's a wrap, buddy. Cool. Day, day, show one of 2017. Well done. Show one, part one of. Yeah, part one. Definitely going to have a continuation. So, there's lots to talk about with CS coming up in the in the next week. So rather than doing a thought for the for the day, uh, I think CS is proving that there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening in 2017, uh, as it always seems to do. Uh, but yeah, we've got things like robotics to dive into. There's a lot of stuff to do with uh, just general li- the life hacks coming to consumer places. Uh, which are coming to place. We've already spoken about some video. There's definitely some innovation, uh, things that we can look at for people that have innovated amazingly over the last 12 months. And as well as let's do the futurology thing and look at the 2017, tri- wow. The, 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 the 2017 trends to watch. There we go. So I that's we'll coming up. You. Awesome. So until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. Cliffcentral.com.